And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me tonight, I have a very special guest of mine, and I'm going to be interviewing, of course, an indie filmmaker who's actually part of the Holly Films Festival, and that is Carl Richter. Say hello to everybody. Hey, everyone. Good to see you all. Thanks and for I just want to say, oh, you're very welcome. I was just about to say, welcome to the show. And I do appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to be able to talk about your film second. I just got done watching this film today. Matter of fact, I watched it the other day as well. And the thing that I find that's the most interesting is you have an actress that's playing a twin sister, which is very interesting whenever you look at it from that aspect where you have an actress playing two characters and everything. I just want to say this, that actress is very talented. You actually got the best performance from her, which is the job of, the, of a director and what he's supposed to be doing. So I want to say congratulations on that part. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that was that was uh, probably. I mean, that was probably the most challenging part of the film, really. <laughs> um, I bet it is, though, if you think about it. And this movie is also very complex, and to actually play a complex character, especially a twin sister at that, how was she able to get into that role and everything? How were you able to try and get the best out of her performance? Uh, well, we talked a lot um, about the script, the story, the character prior. Um, so this is this is just October, in the thick of uh, COVID, especially in Southern California, where we made it. Um, and so there was a lot of um, we were able to dialogue a lot back and forth um, over Zoom or phone, FaceTime, or whatever, um, to kind of talk about like who the character was, like who the characters were, uh, and their backstory, understanding like why this particular moment was happening. Um, and the whole the whole point is tension, um, and so it was it was really talking about like well why why is this this why is there's this tension between these sisters um, and the whole purpose like the way that the story is structured and, and each scene is is meant to just give you hints at this history of what has come before this to lead up to this moment of why the one sister is pretty uh pretty harsh most of the time and the other one is trying to like get in her good graces um so that it was just like a lot of discussion about that um i actually passed the scripts to mickey a number of times while i was writing it just to get get her because I, I knew i wanted her to play it once i started writing it um we had done a previous short film that i'm actually it's going to other festivals now very different subject matter but um and i was just like she would be perfect for this um and yeah so like we kind of talked about it back and forth and um she had some ideas that that went you know in terms of like even just it, it's really just what i would like to do is try and get the the actors to be really comfortable with the words and dialogue so that they actually make sense coming out of their mouths and in that process um you end up discovering a bit more about the characters and and that kind of stuff so uh and that extends into like wardrobe and things like that and then when you're shooting um I, you know, it's really, it's really just give it, try, try to build as much of a space for them to be able to perform as possible. Um, I honestly think because <laughs> there's a lot of little scenes um, that in and of itself created a tension because we were shooting in my apartment, which is here um, <laughs> in COVID. So there's that extra tension uh, and she has to play two characters. So I had to have her flip back and forth and like the time pressure was on her and makeup to like adjust wardrobe makeup wardrobe makeup so um it 
yeah, I, I think it was naturally there, honestly, to for her to to get into those moments. Um, and then, you know, I mean, the one sister is an addict. Um, and so that in and of itself, you go some dark places. Um, if, you, you're, if you're considering that history of the things that you've done as an addict um, and not not for any any reason. And, that, and that's kind of that's part of the the we'll call the dichotomy or juxtaposition of the two characters is like mm-hmm. they're twins but one sister is fully functional and quite successful she's she's you know well dressed and she's makes money and she's got a job and like she's doing fine she's the, and she's the backup right the other sister has to call on her for help and so for both sisters it's why am i this way and she's not no. um yeah. It's about right. It's about self-identification when it comes down to the other sister and everything and trying to find her place while also trying to struggle with her withdrawals while struggling with her addiction and stuff like yeah. that too, which is something that I really have to say that when I first saw the film, I was this is what I said in my review. I said, "Okay, so is this about two twins who are completely opposite but also at the same time and everything too where they were able to you know how some twins actually have the ability to where they can actually know when someone something's wrong with them or they have that special mm-hmm. connection with mm-hmm. that twin. And so I also use the aspect of, yeah, she winds up dying, but I actually use the other aspect of this with the supernatural effect. Is that also the aspect of even though you lost somebody that's close to you, you can still feel that energy within yourself and therefore that energy is feeding off of her inside her head. Yeah. So, um, so actually what, what you're, what's in the film is that she is a, um, they actually have, they do share like a psychic bond. Um, so there's, there's the supernatural element that's there between the two of them. I didn't want to make it like, Oh, her head's glowing or things like that. Right. <laughs> um, uh, and so, it was so there's certain imagery that exists that sort of breaks up conversations um that is meant to convey a projection between the two of them a couple of times in the film um where there's just a moment where they sort of stop and and you see an image and, and she responds and goes why you know what are you what are you saying uh and referring specifically to the one shot of the shower where she's stepping into the shower um and it's her sister accidentally conveying something to her that she's thinking and she didn't actually mean to do that. So, um, so yeah, so it's riffing on that idea of twins that know, you know, have that connection that they sort of fe- can feel something, but, but elevating it significantly. Yeah, that's exactly what I got, to be honest with you, when I got that whole entire elevation, especially in, in the shower scene, though, too. And I also like the other thing that you played off of it, though, too, whenever she calls her sister at the very beginning of the movie, and you can tell she's mm-hmm. battling something, uh, some demons within herself. But I mm-hmm. liked how she said, oh, are you near the ocean? And then you have this ocean wave going in there, mm-hmm. like going onto the shore. I definitely like how you played into that narrative and stuff like that. The shots that you did was very clever. And also, too, even when you're very welcome, because even in the trailer uh, that I saw, I'm like, I'm seeing different clips and everything, but I like how you're doing it, giving us a little bit more of a mystery kind of element into what's going on into this sister's life. And you're wondering where it's going. And that's something that I feel like is missing today when it comes down to trailers. Sometimes they show us a little too much and everything and Mm. and they don't give us enough to actually digest on 
to where we can actually use our imagination. They have to show us everything so uh, so we can yeah, go out and see agree. the movie. I agree. And, most yeah. most trailers now that they get uh, they get way too obvious. Um, and I know most filmmakers try and push back against that because uh, they're like, you know, don't give away everything hide and and i and i gotta say the best the best films um sorry there's a sun that's like really intense through my window i didn't realize it's the sun setting you know the sun sets it's happening now um anyway uh but yeah i whenever i make a trailer i try and make sure that there are some some only a few of the better images in the trailer uh some of my favorite as well as basically a sense of what it is without fully giving it away which it, I think exactly. that's every trailer, the best trailer should be like that. So, I do agree with you because I was able to use some of my imagination trying to piece this together, but also at the same time, I feel like this is what the character's trying to do too, is trying to piece things together to try and move on from the hurt and move on from the grief that she's feeling and trying to put these pieces back together again. Yeah. And that's what <clears throat> I got from after watching this film and also watching the trailer. That's what I, then my initial thought that I got from it. And uh, yeah, keep, keep going. Okay, no, no, no it's fine. Uh, but another thing, though, too, I, and you can talk to uh, explain that other stuff in a minute. But the other thing I really liked was your camera angles, where you see one part of the room, there's this the sister, and then then you see the other room, there's the sister again, and the other sister. I loved that the camera angles with that because I I haven't seen those camera angles in a long time to where you see two characters on different sides of the wall and everything and they're mm. interacting in a different way. Oh I really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and that was again it was it's all about um in that case there's when I try like when I'm looking at how I'm gonna stage a scene even as I was writing this, it was so this film was kind of a response to all the previous work that I've done where um everything I've done prior has been handheld. Um and and deliberate but not as deliberate as this every 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 scene kind of match cuts or cuts into the next scene in this um and that was that was it was like i wrote the film to be an exercise in specificity in terms of framing and really everything just getting as specific as i could so that's why there's so many match cuts um and then in terms of that that particular uh scene it's 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 ideally a fluid motion from one room to the next into the next angle into the next room uh, to introduce both characters um, but also when you look at it the body language of what's happening in each of the rooms is very specific the one sister who's the superior is standing upright and pointed toward her other sister who is through the wall um, they can sense each other through the walls which mm-hmm. is why uh, the one sister has her back to the wall, but she's on the floor and lower and smaller. Um, so it, it's all it's all meant to build up this this uh, relationship that is clearly not healthy. <laughs> um, and then while while introducing the characters, in that case. <laughs> excuse me. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, I have to say, I definitely like that. Uh, like I said, I also like the ocean wave at the very beginning as well. Then also, mm, too, mm. the shower scene also, too, is very intense at the very beginning of it. Mm. And as soon as you're watching this, you actually experience the withdrawals. You experience the addiction. You experience everything within. 
and you mm -hmm. feel for this character and you want her to be able to beat that struggle but cool. sometimes it's not always the case sometimes that's that de those demons will wind up hurting you in the end sometimes and i like yeah. how you played yeah. off of it though yeah uh you know if there was it was um again it's trying, it's trying not to like well as the character was right she's trying to trying to do better um and ultimately fails but like she really wants to and knows she needs to try and kick this thing um she's technically in a safe space even though her sister's not giving her a lot but um so it was in the writing of it it was you know i didn't want to like bludgeon people over the head with it but right. it's also an important it's important aspect of the of the relationship they have um so you know like it's like <laughs> uh and i didn't want it to be something where you know she was actually like sticking needles in her arms or something like that like i wanted it to be something that could be more subtle that she's able to hide easier so it was huffing um without it being you know really horrific i guess um but also again it's also communicating something very specific very fast uh and but still keeping it hidden as she would try and keep it hidden because she's not proud of it she's you know um i don't know of any addicts that are proud of that disease they have but it's something that they struggle with you know all the time right because when you think that they're over their addiction there's always something that comes in its place to replace that addiction and then there's also sometimes where you just want to go ahead and get that high that buzz again even though you're sober and everything and then you wind up relapsing and stuff like right. that and yeah. Uh, yeah and not only that but i also like the other scene though too where you the sister winds up blacking out and next thing you know it you wind up seeing all this other stuff being in disarray you see a mess on the counter she doesn't have any recognition of what happened because she blacked out she doesn't realize the mess that she's actually m making or anything like that in her sister's room everything is just thrown thrown around in a mm -hmm. sense and i definitely like that because it kind of is a little, to me, it was a little bit of a foreshadowing where it's like, this is the mess, my mess and everything. And what kind of mess am I leaving behind for my sister to clean up after me, mm. after I'm gone? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> that's, uh, huh. That's really cool, John. <laughs> I, I did not, it's just me I, just I going not considered that. Uh, yeah, no, you, you you definitely went that's that's really cool um that, that scene was not necessarily it was more she relapses uh she creates chaos and and she's hiding uh in her like in that room basically from her sister um because that's where you know she needs she feels she needs to go but um that's that is fascinating huh <laughs> very Thanks, cool <laughs> that's cool yeah that's great uh but yeah and also too with her hiding it gives her a security blanket in a sense of saying this is mm -hmm. i'm of guilt and shame of like i feel guilty for what i've done i'm gonna go mm -hmm. hide because of the guilt and shame that i carry and then my sister's taking me in and this is what i'm doing i'm causing all this havoc i'm causing all this chaos around me and you know being a 
I'm not an addict or anything like that. I know people that are, but I know mm-hmm. that it can cause havoc. I know that the mm-hmm. or- ordeal of it can be catastrophic for someone that is going through it and also for the family members as well, because they're trying to mm-hmm. do the best that they can for that person. Mm-hmm. It's up to that person to be able to change and everything mm-hmm. as well. And, yeah. you know, and for that person and for that sister to go into the her safe spot, her safe zone, and everything and have that security blanket and then her sister's yelling at her is like i'm trying i can't beat this i need your help and she's trying everything she can to change yeah um and unfortunately her sister isn't really well and i mean that's and that's like part of their dynamic right is she right. um it, it, I, it, what i wanted to do the most was i wanted the audience to try and have to you know, balance who is the villain technically, not literally right. villain, but like, who is the, who are you, you know, where's your sympathy lie here? Um, because they're adults. Um, and though, you know, Sybil isn't, uh, this isn't like her first round, obviously. Right. It's like just, she's been an addict for a while, um, right. potentially 10 years, potentially 15 years. Um, and so, there is a history that that Mickey needed to convey um, between both sisters that I think she did an excellent job with, um, where you know Sasha is the, the the I guess the not better but the um, more upright sister. Um, she's she's not mad, so she hasn't had to deal with this, uh, but she has had to deal with it as an outsider, and it's always affected her life in some form because she's a sister. Um, and so she, because she's more functional, she's has to support her sister. Um, but she, it's her sister. So she's like, (laughs) it's, it's that, it's, it's that like, I'm not a horrible human. I need to help her, but I'm only going to go so far because we've done this before and like, it hasn't gone anywhere. So I only have so much patience for this. Um, that was like, that was the, the real key. And then the ending, which I'm not sure that we need to talk about per se what happens i don't know I, no. spoilers um oh, but uh to be honest with you i've been accidentally spoiling stuff because of how overexcited <laughs> i am at certain stuff that cool. i've been seeing in indie films and stuff like that but i'm hoping people will go out and see uh see this whenever it's released if it's gonna be released yeah i mean anywhere, well, later it's, on. even if i get a thing from something i still want to go see it but um and then like the end result is of, of second is like who, who is the villain at that point? And ideally, it's not what you expect. Yes. That's, and that's cool. my other thing is this, though. <laughs> with the supernatural effect, um, am I at least a little bit right whenever it comes down to the supernatural effect where it's about where is that connection still with that sister and her grieving and the grieving process of her trying to get over it? And then it's like the voices in her head, that, that little bubble that you have, that little... Uh, subconscious bubble of a paranormal event is that like the voices in her head echoing through in her head about of her sister uh yes uh but also in the actual space it's so okay. so because so it's taking that that um that bond they have and then extending it into death <laughs> oh wow okay so it's that's that's anyway, whoops anyway um that's essentially what it is it's like what then happens if one of them goes away um and so uh it 
you know, yeah. So it, so it is both in her head, but also in the room. That's very interesting because I've never seen anything play out like that before. It's very original and also authentic to look at it Thank in you. that kind of headspace. You're very welcome because, you know, it's easy to do like a kind and dry kind of thing that somebody's already done, but to do it in that kind of headspace where you have a paranormal event that actually happens within the sister and then all those things that are happening in, in echoing through her mind and also to having this uh, psychosis type thing going on with her and everything. It's just unbelievable. Cool. I definitely great. Have to say <laughs> great. Great, great, great. Yeah, I, I wanted to I wanted to craft something that was again specific. Um transitions were really clean from scene to scene. Um that had the supernatural because I ended up finally watching Hereditary last year. Um oh, in nice. quarantine at some point. Um and I'd heard it was really good. I'm not like huge on it's funny, I'm not huge on horror movies, like really <laughs> like the real like the torture porn stuff. Right uh, is not is not my jam, but uh, this was an A twenty four film, and I have a, a vast respect for that studio. So I thought we should actually watch it, and um, and I was not disappointed. And what Aster is doing in that in his films, I haven't seen Midsummer yet. I'm need to watch it, but um, what he does is there's a lot of there's a lot of um, just visual. What, how do I put that? Visual language. There's there's so much he's doing very subtly in each scene um, mm -hmm. that is getting you to the end that you you kind of need to rewatch it to get everything. And the only reason I actually know this is because I saw an analysis on YouTube, whatever of it, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but there's like there's like stuff in the film that is almost like in some cases too dark to see. You actually have to like up the brightness to see what mm -hmm. is in the shadows in some of his shots. Uh, but then once you do, you're like, wow, that's super creepy. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> so, so it was, it was a lot of that was like really understanding that I didn't want, I didn't want to have a lot of dialogue. I wanted so much of it just to be visual representation and into the abstract. Mm -hmm. um, so the shot of the ocean is a purposeful thing, but it's abstract. It's like this moment of just boom, here we are. Uh, we're looking at the ocean. Why are we looking at the ocean? And ideally, you know, we cut into that really abruptly and we cut back and she says, oh, you're not on the other coast. And it's this, again, it's this projection she's gotten from her sister. Um, and it goes for even color choices. Um, one sister is predominantly in red, the other sister is predominantly in green. Um, one sister is, is more done up. She's, you know, more put together. The other sister is never put together really should you know boxier clothing baggier stuff that doesn't really fit yeah. her that well and um so all those things you know add to the overall sort of message um in fairly basic ways but uh they're a lot of fun to create <laughs> i definitely agree with you because you can do a lot of visualization when it comes down to not having any dialogue perfect example mm -hmm. is like a quiet place with that movie yeah yeah. Uh, don't breathe is also another good yeah. um don't breathe is great example. because here's the thing you can do a lot with no dialogue just off of facial expression and the eyes mm -hmm. and the glares mm -hmm. and you can mm -hmm. work off of that and it to me i love movies like that because 99.9% of acting is visualization mm -hmm. and everything too with no dialogue yeah it's just where how the character is looking at the other character it's the interacting with a prop it's interacting with the other character it's mm -hmm. just you know just characterization and also visualization yep. at the same time 
Yep. Uh, and you don't, it, it, it's not something that it's hard to direct that. It's not something that you can like, right. uh, I think if you're getting that granular with an actor, that might be a problem while you're shooting. Cause it's just not, you don't, in this case I had, these were a lot of small scenes and it takes a lot of time to do that. Um, I've shot a, a different short since then. That's, um, the same length and I was able to accomplish, uh, like, in, in like so much more in the same amount of time of shooting because it's a single scene as opposed to multiple scenes that happen. Anyway, so the point is that like we had to move a lot. We didn't have a lot of time and to try and uh, do many takes to get like really detailed into a performance is, is, is tough under those conditions. And uh, fortunately Mickey doesn't need that. <laughs> she, uh, she knew, she, she just, she, she's really good. So she, it did not require a lot to get her to those places to like, you know, the, the, honestly, the hardest thing was just the fact that we had to change. She had to change for every single angle that involved both sisters. Um, and so that, that just presents like, it's, it's exhausting after a while of like, okay, we're, <laughs> we got to go back to this and make sure the hair's this and do that. You know, then we got to flip around. Um, so that it's exhausting for for her specifically. I mean, it's it's. A, I can it's, imagine. It's a I can imagine the hair and makeup took at least maybe eight to nine hours, probably or somewhere around that area. Oh no no no! I mean, the no, switching actually, out. Uh, it's, no, the switching actually wasn't, and we tried to keep it minimal for that purpose okay. because there's also you have to take into account that like you're rubbing skin. If you like right. put a lot of makeup on, you have to rub the skin, and then it's going to look irritated. And so you do have to do another scene later going back to the other sister and her face didn't look irritated. So we made a choice to like not have a ton of makeup on her in either case. It made things a little easier. Um, and the changes were more in the clothing and you no know, darkening of the eyes and things like that, but letting her hair down and things like that. It was, it was, um, it was, yeah, it was much easier, but it's still, you know, and Susie Hale, my makeup artist is, was fantastic and very, very patient. And, um, and they, I mean, they did a good job, but it's still like, you know, it's still time consuming. Uh, it's significantly less efficient uh, than, you know, shooting with a double or um, right. not doing twins <laughs> <laughs> or finding actual twins. Right. Um, my other thing though, too, is I bet the, with you only having to use one actress to do this and do the roles, you don't, your budget has to be a little bit less than uh, what the average film would cost because you're saving a little bit of money on certain production value in a sense, right? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah. Um, there, uh, I, I managed to get a lot of really good deals. Um, cause I do, I shoot enough on paid work that this was, I was able to pull this off. It was also in COVID. So I had a very small crew. I had, uh, camera assistant, gaffer, makeup artist, sound, and an art director. Um, and the art director was only here for the half day on the second day. Um, and so that, that was it. That was, and then Mickey, <laughs> uh, and my wonderful wife who made my, who made all our food. Um, so, uh, it was a very small crew, um, which honestly, <sighs> if you've ever shot an apartment before, um, you really don't want a big crew because you just run out of space. You literally run right. out of space on where to put stuff. Like you just go, oh man, the couch is full, the floor is full. 
okay the kitchen's getting okay so then what am i doing like it's 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 a logistical logistically a, a, a thing and even for this film like we were we were moving equipment around like room to room and another problem was because um of how the light is here and I, had, I was all like so much natural light that I was able to use, which is key. That's awesome. Because I have big windows. Yeah, I have big windows. There was there was really no, there was very little lighting that was really done other than like some highlights and stuff here and there. And then, of course, the scene where um, she's actually in the dark. <laughs> There's a bit of light in there, but it got a little little dark too. But um, uh, and that's basically, I shot it as well. I was a cinematographer as well. So um, that, again, there was less, no, no one to, or fewer bodies in the space but even then with the amount of gear we had which wasn't a lot it still got very small very fast i can imagine and then also too i also was wondering about this like i've been no like what other films have you done aside from this one what's your go-to genre whenever you look at uh certain films though as well um okay uh well i did a short uh, i shot it in 2018 and it finally uh finished in 2019 um i'm getting faster at finishing my films fortunately um that one's called mirror site uh that i'm actually really really happy with it went to a bunch of festivals last year despite covid being a thing it went to la shorts actually international last year one of my oh, nice. bigger highlights um as well as a bunch of shorts in or a bunch of festivals in the uk um and then i actually had a short before that called uh to bleed true that um is good uh i i don't necessarily love it as mirror, as much as mirror site but it's only because i got better to make mirror site so um they're actually both and they both went to festivals and then um between second and the last one uh i shot something else in the end of 2019 called human pace and that was actually that's actually finished that's the one that's going to I, it's a totally different film that's one the first one i worked with mickey on um, that one's going to festivals now as well. <laughs> um, and then, what else? Uh, I did a short last year in quarantine with my wife and our cat. <laughs> um, that, one's like, that one's very short at seven minutes. Um, and it's, well, I'll just send you a link later. Um, okay. All of this is actually on my on my website. So it, it, all these are now visible because they've all finished their festival runs other than okay. the last two, the, the two I just finished. So, so the point is I have a, a bunch of films, but... Um, the genre, I guess, would be, it's funny I say this, I, hmm, I would prefer to do what is called, what I call subtle science fiction, um, or, or so, something with like this, a subtle supernatural or, um, or, or thrillers, I guess, would be, would be sort of where I want to be, or a combination of, of, you know, that, so like. Of the three genres, right. Of the three, yeah, of the three genres, so like. I don't know. Let me think about this for a second. Um, I love, uh, you know, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the one from twenty. That's a great film. Um, I also love uh, Arrival. Um, I really enjoy Hereditary. Um, uh, Oblivion is a great science fiction film. Um, Let's see. Uh, oh, I mean, Blade Runner 2049 is incredible. Um, so I don't know. So like, you know, and then and then there's a film like Waves. I don't know if you've ever seen Waves. Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. It's, it is fantastic. Um, uh, what's his name? Edward, was it Trey Edward Schultz? I think that's his name. Um, 
it, it really is just this wonderful, like really uniquely done drama um, that I would really, it, it, everyone should go see that film, find it. It's, I think it's on Amazon. Um, I ended up buying it digitally because I was like, this is, it's incredible. <laughs> the performances are incredible. Uh, the cast is incredible, but even how the story is, literally the composition of the film changes throughout and then changes again. It's really, really cool. So, so my, my point is my, my, my preference is usually going to be something dark and challenging. Um, I would love to do genre, which is where I'm sort of pushing myself into. And yet the next two short films. So I shot another one in March this year. Oh, nice. Uh, that's, that's entirely a drama. It's a two character drama in, in a room. It's, there's no science fiction at all. It's just two character pieces or a character piece. Cause I, I, hadn't really done a lot of character pieces yet. They're all sort of plot driven versus something that's just character driven. So um, does that help? <laughs> that yeah, yeah, question? that does. That, that does. No, no, okay. no, it's fine. Um, my other question is this, is how long did it take you to make this film? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, so the process really was pretty short. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it's about, it was about 10 and a half pages i think 11 pages um and i had been developing this idea as a feature film with another writer uh through quarantine a friend of mine from canada um she's a very talented writer and uh, i expect her feature to be whenever she actually gets to making it quite something um uh anyway so yeah we were developing this a feature and as we're developing it, it was about these twin sisters it honestly came from a music video idea i had like eight years ago and I brought it to her and said, I, this is an idea that I have. I'm wondering if this would, does this like do anything for you? Are you at all interested? And she's like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, and so we spent a number of Zooms, like talking about the idea and just getting into an outline, that kind of stuff. And as we were doing that, I was like, I really need to make a thriller because I haven't really done that yet. I have made Mirror Sight is what I would call subtle science fiction. Um, but I didn't have anything that was it's not that dark. It's got an edge to it, but it's not dark. And, and so I was like, I really need to do that. And I think I can do it here. And one of the main reasons was a roommate of ours, uh, of mine, moved out in like May of 2020 because of COVID. So we had an empty room here. And that kind of was like, well, what if, what if the room becomes a character? What if she was in the room, but like it's really sparse? because her sister's kind of doing her a favor. And technically I even kind of wrote in COVID into the short. There's like one line that she goes, because of all that stuff, you know, she's like, my roommate moved out because that's literally, it was like true. Um, and and so that, so it was, so the writing of it was not that long. It was probably like all in like a week or something of like the back and forth with Mickey to, to get the dialogue into a way that she felt good and cutting stuff. And um, the shooting of it was two days. Um, yeah, it's two days. It was Saturday, Sunday. Um, and the Saturday was a decently, it was decent. It was like 12 hours. And the, and the Sunday went long. It was like 14 or 16 hours or something. In the end, it was, it was very long. Uh, went into night. Um, you know, everything like the, the running in the street was just on my, on my street here. Um, and then post, uh, honestly, the edit came together really, really fast. Um, but as it turns out with at least how I operate, like I have to do paid work. Um, and so I'm cutting it as well. And um, it just takes, it takes time to get it locked 
and then hand it over to my composer. And for him, he's got a day job as well. He's not doing this yet as his full-time gig. So, uh, and I've been by, by paid work. I mean, I'm still shooting. That's my, that is my job. Like I make, right. I do commercial content and stuff like that, but it's still required, you know, I have clients I have to attend to and deadlines and all that stuff. So, um, I handed it off to my composer and, um, that takes a little while. And then, uh, I went through a visual effects step with, um, one artist and he did a great job, but it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. And I'm not someone who lets go of something necessarily <laughs> until it's really where I want it to be. Uh, and so I managed to meet a different group. They're called replicant lab. Um, they're a fantastic duo. They do both 3D animation stuff um, that they're starting to finally get into, as well as 3D printing stuff. So they actually make props for like pretty much anything. They can fabricate with anything. So like they're 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 big on cosplay costumes um, and like all that stuff. But they're doing like <laughs> they're anyway. They're doing some really cool stuff. So um, so I worked with them, and that's where I finally got more of a three dimensional apparition which was the goal. So um, long answer, no, short answer long. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's hard to say because there's like, where I'm like more intense on it and I kind of step back and I handle something else and go back. So, um, you know, I, all in, I guess the post-process is probably like four months. Tops, tops though. That, that even that seems like long. I think in the, in the end it was less than that, but. Uh, there's just right. a lot of allowances because no one's going to be getting paid. So it's like, I can't be like, well, what are you doing? Um, you know, I, there's, I just have to like flow with what, how they operate and stuff. And, and all my collaborators are really, really great. My, my composer is actually one of my, uh, a good friend now. He's actually done my last five shorts. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Really, really, really talented dude. And we get along really, really well. And um, so, so I want to make sure he's got time to really put his all into it uh, and, and develop something that he's, happy with too so exactly uh, yeah probably like four months in the end i think would be a safe bet that's not too bad i mean i've seen films go longer than that and everything but that's not bad at all though yeah well i mean it was shot in october of last year and then i finished it in like i think it was finally done done for which deadline july so like so it's actually the time, the timeline is much longer, but the actual amount of work was not the entire time. Right. I gotcha. And also too, I just have to commend you on doing a film during COVID and everything, because I know that was like a hard thing to actually do. And I just want to say that in the end, the end product paid off in the end. I just want to let you know. Thank that. you. You're very Thank welcome. you. Yeah. Uh, it adds, like I said at the beginning, it adds a lot of tension. Um, especially then because like case counts were going up, uh, we were heading into, fortunately it wasn't like in the real thick of it because like after the, you know, after Thanksgiving, it was like insane in Southern California. It was like the worst in the nation. I remember this it was just <laughs> out of control, like just terrified. And everyone like in our bubble, we're like, do we do, do we go anywhere anymore? Do we just not go? We, we should not go anywhere like this. <laughs> so uh, it was shot before then, which is good. Uh, but it's still like, it was, yeah, it was a lot of tension. We had to like, you know, we made all the windows were open as possible all the time. Uh, everyone wore masks, uh, had hand sanitizer, um, not enough of it, but we had it around. Um, and, you know, and it, honestly, uh, kudos to Mickey. Uh, I, kn- I knew she was nervous about it, still willing to do it. Um, 
And so I tried to do what I could to like make sure she felt safe as well. Cause she's the only one that takes a mask off, right. To do her performances, right. uh, to act. So it's like, um, and we're, it's not, it was actually a pretty well ventilated apartment. So it's not like we're in a hole or anything like that. We have like big windows, lots of, but you have to close a window at certain times for sound because there's stuff going on outside. And so anyway, it adds that layer of tension that, um, I think helped the film, not intentionally, but I think it, <laughs> it, it you know, um, ish maybe. Yeah. But still, I think the overall, though, I I enjoyed your film for what it is. I I actually have to say that it left me puzzled at first. I'm like, and like you said before with the wave, why am I looking at this wave? And that's the first thing that I thought of whenever I first saw the film. Then also, too, the way it's actually going at different segments and stuff like that. I wasn't sure where mm-hmm. it was going. But once mm-hmm. it went where it needed to go, I thought it was really good, to be honest cool. with you. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're very welcome. Um, I'm with someone having to watch something again to like maybe grasp it a little bit more uh, fully. Like I'm really okay with that. I, yeah. There's a, the thing that's done in in cinema. I don't want to say it's entirely a, an American thing, but I it it's more so, and it's more so in like the bigger blockbustery movies. But where and it's the same with the trailers too, right? Where you're like you watch the trailer and you're like, okay, I know exactly what's going to go on in that movie. I don't need to go see that movie. Uh, right. Like, you know, and then, and then when you're in the movie, you're like, there's the shot of, or the, the line of dialogue of the, just in case you missed it, like, just so you know, this is what's happening. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't really give the audience much credit. I think the audience yeah. is a heck of a lot smarter than we've sort of led into, like, watching, uh, which I find really disappointing <laughs> most of the time. So, um, <clears throat> so I don't really feel like I need to do that. Uh, I don't know how many films I watched I, that are some of my favorite that I get to the end and I'm like, that was not wrapped up in a bow. I don't necessarily even love that ending, but it's great because it made me feel a certain way and made me think about things a certain way. Like, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think of, oh, well, that Sicario is a good example, actually. Nothing mm-hmm. nothing about that is, is politely wrapped up and completed yet. And you kind of you leave the movie and you're just like, oh man, really? Like that's the oh, that's rough. Like that's that's a challenging like reality. You know, it's a challenging reality. But that's just what it is. Or um, well, I could go to Hereditary, but that's a little different. <laughs> um, right. uh, or I mean, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Those are both Villanova films. But um, I don't know. Uh, oh, P. T. Anderson's uh, Phantom Thread. Or um, well, he does it a bit better with, with other films, I guess. I was going to say Magnolia doesn't totally wrap up, but it kind of does. No, it kind of does. But Phantom Thread didn't. It had like a weird, it was a wrap up, but it was strange. Anyway, point is, I don't think you need to, I don't think you need to like hand over the complete story and all the detail, like perfectly. I think you can, you can leave some mystery. And if that means someone who watches something great. Right, exactly. Because here's the thing I've seen movies where basically it's like, you're in a grade school and the director's just holding your hand through <laughs> yeah. everything. I'm like, I'm like, dude, yep. you don't have to hold my hand. I'm a grown adult. Yeah. I'm not. Please I'm, don't. Right. And, yep. you know, that's what I feel like some directors do. It's like, come on over here. We're going to show you this scene here. I'm like, no, let's don't. I want to go ahead mm-hmm. and experience it for myself and let me do it on my own mm-hmm. viewpoint rather than you show mm-hmm. me. And yeah. also, too, the thing that I had with Stephen King's It chapter two 
was the ending. Mm. I just didn't like the ending the way it did. I don't forget, I actually read the 1,739 page book. But so not, I, yeah, uh, I've read long that. Long time book. ago, though. Long time ago. How long ago did you read it? Uh, let's see here. Senior year of high school, then I reread it again. Oh, you did? Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, I didn't do that, but I remember the ending being absolutely insane. Like, just. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? And there's a tongue, and you got to bite the tongue, and then, like, you try. At least that's what I remember. And I was like, wasn't right. there a spider? What was going on? Right. Um, and you see, yeah. with this, I didn't really feel like it was wrapped up in a bow or anything like that. And then also, too, I remember watching Fandango, a clip with the little old woman and everything, and the transformation of the woman mm. turning into Bell Skarsgård's character. It, mm. I'm like, I don't need to see the transformation because I got that from the 1990s one. So therefore I'm mm. not as creeped out by it. Yeah. It's a little creeped out. Then I, I saw it on at that point. I was like, you know what? As soon as I saw that scene in theaters, I'm like, you know what? I can get up and use the bathroom for this. So I used <laughs> the couple of minutes that was on screen time. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in and check myself out for three minutes, three or five minutes. I'll come back. My aunt and I, I right. was like, where are you going? I said, I've seen this, uh, thing on on the internet i don't need to see this scene <laughs> right right but I wish that, which means which means they probably shouldn't have given that away right first because i feel like you know as a you know i feel like that you can restrain yourself from showing too much yeah in allowing 100%. the audience be smart yeah yeah no i i totally agree um both in the trailer and and in the actual making of the thing um yeah you can you can pull it back uh, I guess you can get too abstract, and it's possible people would see my film and think that, but I don't care. <laughs> right, I, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I've I've seen it too many times to uh, to think that I don't know everything isn't completely deliberate and like very very uh, specific. So I yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Most definitely, and I just want to say this: I'm and you are very talented at what you do. You hold back when you need to hold back. You have a slow tension, slow drive like James Bond does. Whenever you have that slow tension, then you let it go. In a mm -hmm. sense, I like that uh, build up instead of just cool. being cut and dry, paint by the numbers kind of film and things like that. I like how you give the your actors or actresses a chance to just build, let the tension build inside them and everything and let them explore their character through their glaring, through every, through their work. And I can definitely tell that this is something that you love doing because of how passionate you are about this, pro about your project and things like that. And, you know, this film is really good. I'm just going to say that for to be 10 minutes, you pack in a lot of meat. You, I mean, I was eating that whole entire thing up. Great. And great. I just, you're very welcome. And, it's actually, you know, uh, yeah. it's actually 11 minutes and okay, 11, 11 seconds. Okay. To dot. Okay. That was also very deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had in a lot of stuff in 11 minutes. I'm just going to say that. Twins. 11 minutes and two seconds. Right. <laughs> but still, it's it's very great. It's impactful. Um, I think it's great on the narrative and what you're trying to tell. It's intriguing. It's something that people are going to think about throughout the week and everything, too. And it's just going to stick with them to cool. the point where word of mouth yeah, is going to get so. around. Great. So. Well, I'm hoping uh, people go to see it on BitPick because it's up there right now. And I think, um, well, anyways, I was just wondering, too, where can everybody reach you at if they want to go in and follow you and things like that? Mm. Um, 
Well, so I have an Instagram, um, which I have to actually read um, because I don't remember what it actually is in officially. Hold on one sec. Um, I mean, I do, but oh yeah, okay, good. Uh, it's so my <laughs> I have a um, a brand called Cynical Smile, uh, and it's kind of the it's the it's like an artsy moniker for my portfolio. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, if a lot of times in my commercial stuff, it's under my portfolio, which is cynicalsmile.tv. Um, and so my Instagram is cynical underscore smiling. And cynical is C-Y-N-I-C-A-L underscore smiling. Um, and then my website again is cynicalsmile.tv as in television. Okay. And uh, everybody, um, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and everybody, you guys go on hand, follow me underneath Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, underneath the same, same brand name on Instagram, and as well as on Pinterest as well. If you want to get an audio only podcast episode of this show and many shows that we do here, you can get that where you guys get your podcast from. Another thing, too, is we're actually doing a charity for the people that lost their homes and everything during Hurricane Ida. All the proceeds go over to the Red Cross. So get yourself a Cincy and, a go- and maybe five to $10. All that stuff goes over to the Red Cross for th- those victims. Of course, if you want to donate to my page and everything, thank you, man. I do appreciate that. I just want to give back to those families and everything, especially with me living here in the South. And, mm-hmm. and we were affected a little bit by Hurricane Ida. I just figured it was in my heart to do something nice for a charity event. That's great. Um, thanks, man. And of course, guys, if you want to donate to my page, all you have to do is just go on ahead, go to gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast, donate five ten dollars over there. That's just to keep the lights here on at movie lovers night. But if you guys can't, I completely understand. Just go on ahead, smash that share button, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. Of course, smash that little bell in the bottom right hand corner to let you guys know that we have something going on. Matter of fact, I just dropped two trailer reactions, one last night, one today of cobra kai and then the other one was stranger things so go ahead and check that that out later on then of course guys go ahead go over to good pods and everything good pods is a great app if you're uh, someone that's into podcasting or listening to podcasts it's a social media uh type of app where you can interact with fans and also too you can leave me uh rate my show as well and then also leave me a comment on what you think of the show and all that other good stuff another thing too is if you guys want to go ahead and follow me underneath movie lovers unit on twitter as well that's where you guys can follow me at. And of course, you guys can also follow me on TikTok as well at Movie Lovers Unit 001. I do some promotional stuff there from time to time as well. And then, of course, you guys can go on ahead, email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com if you're a sponsor or if you'd like to be on the show. And I want to thank you again, Carl, for taking the time out of your evening to be able to talk about your movie. It means a lot to me on um, what you're doing and also to just being able to talk about your film, talk about different things within the film community as well. I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for having me, John. It was uh, great talking to you, man. You're very welcome. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And have a good rest of your night, guys. And bye-bye.